This podcast is very proudly brought to you by my new book, From Peasants Food to Superfoods. This book is based on cooking for the entire family and it guides cooks from all experiences on how to integrate healthy foods into everyday life. I know it's easy to stick to the same old things every week with a family to feed and a budget to stick to, but eating nutritious and delicious food every night is achievable and affordable. Learning how to use, prepare, and incorporate new and old ingredients into tasty and exciting food is what I love doing. So I have put this book together. It's over 300 pages. There's over 100 simple, nutritious recipes, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, desserts. Most of it's gluten-free, dairy-free. It's very gut-healing, very anti-inflammatory, and I hope that you will love it as much as I have, putting it together and (laughs) bringing it to life. So if you would like to check it out, learn more, or order it, jump online at www.mgherbs.com.au. And thanks for bringing us the podcast today. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to The Naked Naturopath. Today on the podcast, I have the pleasure of speaking to a fellow naturopath, nutritionist, speaker, and author. Her name is Catherine Maslin, and she is a qualified naturopath nutritionist like myself, but she's on a mission to change the face of health and help others live a life that they love. She's the author of a best-selling book, Get Well and Stay Well, and she is a sought-after media commentator, speaker, and entrepreneur, so we're really lucky to have her on the cast today. She's pioneering in our industry and has developed a world-first membership model of natural health which is changing the face of healthcare in Australia. She will be launching her podcast, The Shift, this year, and it's the first of its kind. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But welcome to the podcast, Catherine Maslin. I'm so pleased to have you here. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Um, so there's so much to talk about with you. You know, when, when you contacted me, I, I had this list of amazing things, amazing topics. You've had a very full life and you've had a very full career, which is awesome. But I thought we would start with a little quote from your book to, you know, get things going. You say at the start of your book, um, you know, a couple of paragraphs in that illness doesn't occur by chance. And that, to me, just really grabbed me. I'd love to chat about, you know, um, how you come across that premise and if that's the way you you have, you know, gone about setting up some of your, the way you practice and, and your book and moving into this podcast as well. Hundred um, percent. I guess for me, Melissa, my highest value is self responsibility, and people really understanding that they are at the point they are in their journey because of choices they've made often, mm-hmm. and because it's where they need to be for this particular point in time. I think a lot of the time we get patients in front of us, and they might have forty different symptoms, and they're confused, and they don't know what's happening, and it's like this isn't. And like an accident, it's not that you're very unlucky and you just happen to have multi-sister problems across all of these areas. It's a result of a journey that you've been on and the environment that you've been on that has conditioned you to be this way. Mm. It's really interesting because like this is something I've been talking about for a long time, but my focus at the moment is around gut health and the microbiome, thus the podcast Mm. shift. Mm -hmm. And what we're learning about gut at the moment is that our microbial genes are actually more important than our human genes. And I think a lot of the time people might say things like, oh, well, it's just genetic. 
So my mum had it, so I'll probably get it, or this is why I've developed it. It's just in my family. But the case is actually that it doesn't really matter so much if something's in your family for the majority of diseases. It's the environment that we've put ourselves in and the journey that we've had to actually get to this state where that disease has wanted to express itself. And that might be the things that we eat or the lifestyle that we have, but also really largely the emotions that we carry with us day to day too. That's great and totally changeable, right? 100%. We have so much control over disease. And this is where we're seeing epidemic proportions of diseases across the globe. And 99% of them are actually preventable. Mm. In in a really great way, you're putting the autonomy for that person's health back in their hands and saying, hey, yes, you know, you may have got to this place because of these choices or because of this environment, but we can now do this. We can change it. We can make it better. We can, you know, we can do that together. Like you, you've got the tools to teach people, but they then hold some autonomy over that health. Because when you say it's just genetic, it's, it's out of my hands. It's not within my control. Absolutely. And I think that we're moving into this era of where people are taking their health back into their own hands. We've gone from a time where really the only source of information about health was the doctor. So people would have that, they would go to the doctor, what they would be, what they would say would be seen as gospel. And then that would be the end of it. Whereas now we have the internet, we have open access to information in a way that we never have before. And it really is changing the landscape of health, but it's also changing the way that people look at their own health. And I really think we're starting to see this in the next 10, 20 years, things will really turn around. And this isn't something that you have just been reading about and researching and, um, you know, telling your clients, you actually had your own health journey. Would you mind telling us a little bit about that? Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so long story short, just to keep people brief, <laughs> I'm from Melbourne. Um, and I grew up in a home where domestic violence was the sort of the daily thing for me. So my father was quite an, an angry man And that's the environment that I grew up in. And as a result of that, you know, obviously I had a lot of issues through, through school, ended up sort of going down the route of, of drug taking first marijuana and other things. And I actually ended up on heroin at the age of 15 years old. So when I was 15, I was living on the streets of Melbourne, addicted to heroin and really, you know, at one of those points in my life where things had to go one way or the other, um, and it completely changed the landscape of my life. So I was very lucky that I had a friend of mine who was moving to North Queensland to Dane Creek to the rainforest with Mm. her mum. And they said, Hey, would you like to come with us? And so I did. And that really changed the trajectory of my life. You know, I was pulled out of one environment, put into another. And uh, I guess even being up, up, up in North Queensland and having that environment was helpful. But the other thing that, that sort of changed the trajectory of where I was going was there was a family that I became really close with. And Jenny, um, the, the mother of the family, she became like a second mum to me. So if you can imagine, I'm 15, 16 years old, living in the Daintree, no family or anything. She became quite a good support. But Jenny had a condition called lupus, systemic lupus, which is an autoimmune disease. And it was the first time in my life that I'd ever experienced somebody being really sick. Um, And Jenny would just get sicker and sicker. Her medication cabinet would grow and grow. And I just thought, this isn't right. You know, this, she just doesn't seem to be getting better. What's, what's actually happening here? So it started this thought process for me and which led me then to go on and study naturopathy. And it wasn't really until I'd moved to Brisbane, started studying naturopathy and learning about 
herbs and nutrients and how we get to where we are that I really began my own healing journey. And for me, it was a lot of emotional wellness support, but also physically, you know, I'd spent years of of drugs and then alcohol and then mm. all of these things. And my liver wasn't in a great state. My body wasn't in a great state. My skin had breakouts all the time. And it was this journey of healing, um, which I'm still on and will always be on, you know, this journey of healing and discovery. The difference between now and 15 years ago is that through this learning, um, I've become really aware of my body and what I need and what I need to thrive. And if things aren't great because just because I'm a naturopath, it doesn't mean I'm perfect. Um, <laughs> you, get sick. you know, mostly, but, yeah. but not really. Um, it, it means that I can take self-responsibility for that and go, okay, well, I've been really pushing it lately. It's no wonder my sleep is out. Okay, what do I do about that? How do I actually work on supporting my nervous system and getting more meditation in and doing that side of things? Yeah. So that's been my journey. And I guess, um, it really a really big emphasis in my clinic in Brisbane and with everything that we do is is around self-responsibility but also around emotional wellness and the acknowledgement of how important that is to the healing journey so that's something that I'm really passionate about bringing into the mainstream more I feel like people are quite happy to take a herb or a supplement but wanting to look at their stuff you know that all the things that they carry around with them can be a different layer of complexity for a lot of people absolutely even you know some of those emotions can kill off our gut bacteria so even just starting with what you said at the beginning in terms of you know the that profound effect that that bacteria has on our um wellness our health but also on how we're feeling how we're experiencing things how you know how we're getting through our day and stuff like that makes a huge difference absolutely so this this you know this premise of um i guess coming from that background my first question is do you still have lingering symptoms stuff from your drug use no not anymore um i've done a lot of healing though like i'm talking you know energetic healers hypnotherapy fasting retreats like I've dug pretty deep to look at my stuff mm. um and so not really not, well, but, uh, but I still but I still have things that come up from time to time yeah. you know there's always these these there's always that ability, I think, for things to, to trigger you, mm-hmm. you know, like um, I have my mum staying with me at the moment and I love her to bits, but she triggers me mm-hmm. and I know it, that when we spend time together, like there's just something about our interactions together that triggers my stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's always something, but largely I really have moved through that part of my life pretty and, well. You know, I ask because you are so open about it, but also because you know basing your experiences on that premise of illness not occurring by chance and us having the choices in that you've really made the choice not to um follow on from that path right and to find this this new path of wellness and and all that kind of stuff which i know is not new for you i read that you wrote your book in 2014 um when did you uh, finish your studies 2007 yeah okay so you've been doing this a while yeah, it's yeah. about 12 years, 12 years now. Yeah, yeah, great. And I also imagine my second point is that that, that kind of um, transition for you has really helped you on how to educate people on how to set healthy habits for themselves because a lot of that would be around changing your everyday habits into new ones, right, uh, forming yeah. new. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that because that's something you speak on a lot, right, how to set healthy habits for life? Yeah, I do. And I guess what we talk about um, at Shift and and in our business is the journey that people are on. And what 
I think my superpower is, like as a naturopath or mm-hmm. as a healer, I guess, is yeah. really helping people to unpack that journey and understand the ups and downs and, and being able to maintain that. And it's interesting because I just filmed a video series for a new gut product that we're, we're about to release. And mm-hmm. one of the videos was about habits and it was looking, looking at it. And one of the things I say to people is it's easy to start something. Anybody can start. You and I, you know, today we could go, I'm going to start a green juice cleanse. You know, yep. It's easy to start and make that decision. It's harder to maintain it over the days and weeks and months as we get into it because when we start something new, we have this excitement and our motivation's really high. And that high motivation overrides other issues that get in our way. But what can happen is we're on this journey, we're changing this habit, and then it's just life gets in the way because we're humans. And the healing journey is never linear, it is always up and down. The art of healing is that when you're when you're in the downs and when something gets in your way and when these roadblocks come up, the art is being able to actually move through them and acknowledge what they're trying to show you. So an example might be you've changed your diet and you're going really well and then something really stressful happens. You know, the workup regulates, all of these things happen and then all of a sudden the diet goes off track or you notice that you're beginning to drink more alcohol than usual, you know, and, and actually examining that and going, okay, what's actually behind this? Is it because I'm lonely? Is it because, you know, I've got to deal with some stuff because there's always a reason behind our behaviours. It's just up to us to acknowledge that and examine it. So that's something I'm really passionate about is just people understanding that they're always on a journey being kind to themselves and they don't always have to be perfect all the time. Um, I think that's a really big thing as well, but understanding we're on these ups and downs and it's our job to support ourselves and to get support from other people to help guide us through it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and that comes really, really intertwines with my, my second point that I wanted to talk to you about is um, growing into the person you're meant to be. And you kind of touched on that then, but um, I'd love to hear you speak a little bit on that too, if you, if you could just enlighten me a bit. Uh, as a naturopath, oh, sorry, I just think we have so much to do. So I'm interested in how you um, how you do that for people as well. I think um, the interesting thing about like we want to be growing into what I would say like the next version of ourselves. So not necessarily the person you're meant to be because you're meant to be who you are right now. You mm-hmm. are a complete whatever is going on for you right now. That person you are is a complete reflection of your current values and what you've created for yourself. But we always want to be better. Um, a friend of mine, Andrew Griffiths, one of the things that he said that really resonated with me was if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm-hmm. It's this that we're constantly on this growth journey and looking to to better ourselves. And it's not always the thriving. It's not always the, okay, I've got to be better at this, doing this, doing more. Sometimes it's actually what taking away what we don't need. So it's, it's like in this version of myself, do I want this emotional baggage? Do I want this resentment? Do I want this guilt that I'm giving myself all the Mm. time and trying to really shed away those things that are causing that toxicity and stopping us from being who we really are? Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's, I guess if if your mom is a trigger for you, I know that, you know, my parents are lovely and beautiful. I love them to death, but they can also be that way for me. You know, they can trigger some of that old stuff, like from when you're a kid and and stuff comes up and, um, you could definitely cut them out, right? You could not see them. You could not interact with them. You could not have your mom stay, but if you are growing and you are always trying to be the better version of yourself, then you can involve them in your life and let go of some of that old stuff and just take it for what is good, you know, what, what good they add to your life. I know my parents, I love seeing them with my daughter. That's something that I would, wouldn't give up no matter how bad things got between us. Do you know what I mean? 
Mm. So I can let go of all the old stuff, you know, the feelings of <clears throat> some of the, the childhood stuff that I carry in and really just move forward. Um, that was That's a conscious choice for me. Um, so I feel like every time I spend time with them now, I'm growing. <laughs> <laughs> and we do, don't we? Like when we're going through challenges or we're dealing with someone difficult or if someone's really bugging us, like it, it's a growth opportunity yeah. <laughs> and it's how we approach that which will determine the outcome. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd love to um, just like chin wag with you about book writing for a minute because it is one of the most stressful and difficult things I have ever undertaken in my adult life. Um, did you find that your, you know, your book stuff got to that point or was it a beautiful experience for you the whole time? <laughs> it was a few years ago now, but mm. um, it was intense. Um, I did it in, in quite a short period of time. I, I enjoyed it largely until I got to the second edit, the second edit for Killer. <laughs> you give your book to the editor and you're like, right, I did that. That took me a few months. Mm-hmm. I've, I've done that. And then you get it back and you've got to go through the process again. Um, but it, I enjoyed it. I guess for me, writing the book, it gave me a lot of clarity. It, um, it made me really understand what I know too. I think a lot of the times we know things and we have this knowledge, but we don't really acknowledge it because it's just so commonplace to us so that was a really interesting outcome but also people's response to it has been really positive and we use it with all of our patients in the clinic too and I feel like the reason I wrote it was because I could never give everyone everything they needed Mm -hmm. in that consult Mm -hmm. and there would be like this is what's going on in your body and this is the diagnostics and this is how to understand it and this is what we're doing and then but you also need to stop eating gluten and this is why and there's no (laughs) way feasible that someone can take that in and keep it and maintain it so that was part of it too I wanted them to be able to take away and read something and really have that sink in for them yeah absolutely mine um I never set out to write uh cookbooks but they came about because of that need from from the client base um so it was a very organic thing for me too and I should clarify I did enjoy writing it I didn't enjoy publishing it (laughs) yeah because it's hard you're right there's a lot that a lot more that goes on to getting that book on the shelf than you might realize and yours is like five years old now right so but it's still it's a bestseller and it's still selling and so it must still be incredibly relevant and even just the the little bits that I read um you know how you get that little free blurb because um I haven't ordered it but I'm gonna now that I know it's there and have a little read but yeah I read the free blurb and um you know even just the bits that I'm reading I'm going yes yes tick 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 so it's still obviously incredibly relevant if you're still using it for your clients that's amazing that you've written something that can just keep keep giving back to people thanks Melissa um I am doing a rewrite like it's that's on well when I say I am it's on the cards I'm working on my podcast at the moment and nothing else (laughs) but I I does need a rewrite just because nutrition changes so much and there's a lot more evidence around environmental toxicity that needs so it does need a bit of an update definitely um but yeah the bulk of the information Mm -hmm. there is totally still relevant it's just that I think it time for an upgrade yeah cool oh don't worry I'm always like oh I just wish I had done this <laughs> yeah no I get it um let's let's talk about your podcast because this sounds really exciting now I've got a little blurb here um so it's called The Shift it's the first of its kind it's a meticulously curated audio documentary on gut health and your vision for it is to create an insightful and immersive listening experience that cuts through the murk of misinformation and gives your listeners the facts from some of the most reputable global experts on gut health. And the Naked Naturopath is all about cutting through the BS of, of you know, um, <laughs> in our industry and, and wider than that. But you also have a little, um, what would you 
call it, like a little snip that people can go and check out that they can listen to that we'll put in the show notes that I I've got sent. Um, so it sounds amazing. Like what made you want to do this? So I always wanted to do a podcast, but I was very um, wary of the fact of doing a podcast for the sake of doing a podcast mm-hmm. um, because I'm a creator and I'm really good at just doing creative things for the hell of it. So <laughs> it, it was a bit more strategic in the way that we were doing it. So I wanted to do something that was very different. I wanted to do something that was really catchy, but I also wanted to meet a heap of other people in my industry that are doing cool things. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I just decided to interview 24 experts in gut health. So along with my team at Amplifier, we did a lot of research. We or who was out there. Some of them I'd heard of, some of them I hadn't, surprisingly, but I I know them now. And um, I did a US and UK tour, went and interviewed a heap of them, a few people in Australia as well. And at the moment we're in full production. So there'll be 13 episodes now and they'll be released as a season, but it's like an audio documentary style. So ultimately um, I narrate the series and then the experts come in and and we we create a story. So I wanted it to be engaging where people were taken on a journey. We have patients that are talking in there as well. So it's really about people getting that information in a way that's easy to digest. So it's not just dry because there's a lot of tech and information, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to gut health and the microbiome, but gut health was the obvious first place to start because I mean as you know all disease begins in the gut it's about everything it affects so many people and what we're learning about the microbiome at the moment is also incredibly fascinating so for me I found it really a great project can you uh, without putting you on the spot can you drop us some guest names Oh, 100%. Yeah, so I've got uh, integrative neurologist Dr. David Perlmutter, mm-hmm. um, Dr. Tom O'Brien, who's just brilliant. He's, uh, he, he just The way that he talks is amazing. He explains yeah. things. He's fantastic. Um, we've got Nat Kringudis. We've got Dr. Marvin Singh, who's an integrative gastroenterologist from California, who wow. is absolutely fascinating. I love Marvin. Um, uh, Dr. Leo Galland, who has been around for years and is probably the father of, you know, looking at microbes and gut, cool. is amazing. Heaps of people. Yeah, so many. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're probably some of the, the bigger ones. Oh, and Dr. Yeah. William Davis as well, who's the author of Wheat Belly. So oh, we yeah, had some great. really good conversations around gluten and yeah, that kind of thing too. Cool. Was there a lot that you learned? So much. Yeah? So much, <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was great because a lot of the things, you know, I'm a naturopath. I do gut every single day. So I knew a lot, but there were some things that I learned that really shocked me. Like one of the things around gut health is a lot of people think of antibiotics when they're looking at gut health, which Mm -hmm. is good, obviously, but things like the oral contraceptive pill and non-steroidal anti-inflammatories like your Panadol, your Nurofen also damage the gut microbiome. And these are things that people are taking every day. So it was really interesting to kind of open up that web and go, well, this is what's going on at the moment. There's just so much that we're doing every day that are damaging our gut microbes and it's more important than our human genes it's more important than anything else but from each generation we're damaging our microbes and we're getting less and less diversity and less and less microbial health mm-hmm. and then that's impacting us long term really interesting yeah it sounds awesome i can't wait to listen um when when can i listen soon in <laughs> two weeks time it great. should be released yep great and so <laughs> very soon you know, you'll be available via all the normal podcast channels and we can just type in the shift and you'll be there. And That's right, yeah. yeah. And if people go to theshiftclinic.com forward slash gut, they'll be able to get links to their favourite platform through there as well. Oh, that's awesome. I think that's so great. Congratulations. 
thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm almost there. Don't congratulate me yet, but <laughs> it's sounding really good. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And I think when I began this project, I knew it would be cool, mm. but listening to the content back, I really know that it's going to help a lot of people. So I'm really excited about it. And it sounds to me like you'll get there no matter what anyway. You just that, you know, you've got that go-getter attitude. Yeah. yeah. So you, yeah. it'll be there two weeks, yeah. maybe three, but probably it two. Will. <laughs> it will. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for your time today, Catherine. It's been beautiful to speak to you. I'm, I'm, it's such a pleasure that, you know, to talk to someone who's really um, making waves and doing new stuff in our industry and, and pushing us closer to, oh, what's the right word here? Like, you know, just – a bit more integrity because sometimes we are just looked at as the natural health practitioner and um, and not taken as seriously as, as the other mainstream medicine. So it's really nice that you're pushing us closer together with that. Thank you. And it's, it's really interesting, you know, because I spoke to heaps of doctors in the US and they're saying exactly what we're saying. So there will be integration to come and um, things will change, but we do need to just keep, you know, fighting the good fight and – getting on with it yeah that's what we do thanks again for your time such a pleasure to speak to you Catherine thanks so much for having me bye for now if you like what we do here at the Naked Naturopath then be sure to rate review and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode to learn more about Mel and MG Herbs jump onto mgherbs.com follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.